Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Greg Remain, CEO of Go West Gold. They are a project which is 10 years in the making, and they do admit to having made a lot of mistakes along the way. And they've also missed a lot of targets and deliverables. We talked to them about their new business plan and how they hope to be able to get into production by the end of next year. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, Greg. How are you, sir? Fine, Matthew. Thank you for inviting me on to your program. No, no problem. Uh, thanks for coming on. So wh where are you at the moment? I'm locked up at home in Toronto and uh, uh, but working hard. Not bad. So what's the weather like in Toronto? Is Today it's uh, oh it's you know partially sunny and uh, the winds are about seventy kilometers an hour on the gusts so uh, oh it's still a north wind so it's still a little frigid but yeah. uh, the sun's out there's no snow in Toronto thank God oh crikey every time I go there I just don't have the clothes to deal with the cold anyway <laughs> uh, I'm glad things are nice and sunny there right um. Greg, today we're going to talk about Go West. So why don't you kick off, give us that one minute overview, and then we'll pick it up from there. Sure. Uh, Go West Gold is a, a TSXV listed uh, a public company, uh, ticker symbol is GWA. Uh, Go West has a 120 kilometer land package up in Timmins, Ontario, which is a, known as a city with the heart of gold. Uh, we are uh, developing the Bradshaw deposit into the next new gold mine in the Timmins camp. Uh, we expect to be processing our bulk sample by the early third quarter of this year, uh, heading into production by uh, mid 2021. Wow. Okay. I'm uh, I'm looking at your share price. The last five years, last year, it's been heading heading down. What I want from you today is I want to understand the plan. How are you going to change things around? Because if you're talking about getting into production, that's pretty exciting, especially if it's 2021 mm -hmm. production. So why don't we kick off with, yeah. when did you get involved? What's, what's your involvement with us to date? Uh, I got involved uh, 12 years ago. I was asked to come over and, and uh, uh, build a mine. And uh, my background is I'm a chemical engineer by schooling. Uh, never really practiced it. Uh, ended up running an iron steel foundry, took them public as an income trust and sold them to a private equity group. And the iron steel foundry produced consumable products. And I got to know a lot of the top metallurgists and mining people uh, over the course of a 12-year career at, the, at that other company. So then uh, the fellow that asked me to come over and, and look at it, I said, okay, he was a geophysics engineer. Uh, I said uh, he'd, been, he'd been involved in a, a, another larger discovery back in the 60s up in the Timmins camp. And so I invited a number of people that I know to come and have a look at this. And they all said that this was a diamond in the rough and it was a big opportunity. So. Uh, on that, I decided to jump in with both feet and go at it. Uh, um, so, um, yeah, that's how it kind of all and started. You, and you are CEO today. Did you come in in that yes. position, in that role? Uh, yes, I came in as president CEO uh, in 2008, officially 2008. And uh, I was uh, helping him out a little bit before 2008, but officially 2008. Okay. So, like I said, I do want to get into this. So, why don't you tell us about what... 2008, what we brought in to do, what was the plan then, and has it evolved? Has it had to evolve since then? So the plan was to, uh, when, I took, when I took over the company, it, it was a half a million ounce uh, indicated resource at about five, five to six grams. And the goal was to uh, grow it to at least a million ounces and then, uh, and then 
uh, undertake a bulk sample. Easier said than done. Uh, so in, this was 2008, and you know what happened in 2008. So uh, the Bradshaw deposit, which, which we call today, was known as the Frankfield East deposit. And it was a joint venture between GoS and a privately held company. So I rolled in, the fellow that owned the private company rolled his half into GoS. And that uh, we, we completed that in early 2000, mid 2009. And at the end of 2009, we raised six and a half million dollars and then uh, uh, undertook a large drill program in, in 2010. On the back of that, we put together a PEA in, I believe, 2011, 2012. And then following that, and so sorry, we got the resource up to about 1.2 million ounces, and then including indicated ounces and, and uh, inferred ounces. And then in 2015, we undertook a, a pre-feasibility study with Stantec. Um, again, this is all high level. On the back of that, we, uh, we um, on the back of that, we uh, went out and raised $17.6 million uh, debt of New York. Uh, in order to, to take us through to uh, uh, from production a uh, bulk sample into production, <clears throat> this was a 2017. We uh, December 2017 we signed the loan agreement. 2018 uh, they funded us the first tranche of six million US. Uh, that was that was uh, February 2018, and then we started uh, uh, started underground development at the site. Again, it was a greenfield site. There was never a mine there. At the same time, we entered, and this will kind of answer your question about, you know, what happened to the stock price. When we announced that, at the same time, we announced uh, in 2017 that we signed a definitive agreement to acquire 50% of a, a processing mill in the, in the Timmins camp called the Redstone Mill. So off we go. Um, we get underground. Uh, we've got about, you know, we've done about two kilometers of development. And then in early 2018, the the, uh, the the large the, the controlling shareholders of the mill had a reorganization. They were they were owned by a group out of China uh, that were partially state owned. Uh, they had a whole reorg and decided that they didn't want to continue on with the agreement. So the agreement we signed a definitive agreement. There were some conditions that needed to be satisfied, and those were some of the permitting. And we were close on getting those permits. And then they had the reorg in China and said, we don't want to, we don't want to close the deal. And there we are. So we're at the, we're at the face of the bulk sample, um, no mill. We've got uh, mixed development or on surface and everything comes to a grinding halt. So that's, you know, mid 2018. So then for the next 18 months or more, um, we have no place to process at the end of 2018 or sorry, not the end, late fall, 2018, I found another mill in Quebec. Uh, that could process a bulk sample. They hadn't run in a number of years, so it would take a little bit of effort to get it up and running, plus that we had to get permits. Our, our largest shareholders are out of China. They own 42%, a private group, four individuals. They had visited the mill where we were going to acquire 50%. They really liked that mill, and it was it's a great mill. That mill never really operated. It was built about 12 years ago as well. Uh, for a nickel deposit, but they never really ran it uh, at all because nickel prices fell, the deposit wasn't a great deposit, and it all ended. Yet, there was a mill, right, that would serve the purpose for us. Uh, but our largest shareholders said, look, we'll fund, we'll put in more money, but we need a place to process because the link is broken, as you can appreciate. So uh, we ended up signing a $12 million agreement with the group in Quebec, a mill in Quebec. They visited in December 2018. Um, 
came back and said, Greg, that mill's old, it's too far. And I said, but it'll, it'll work for the bulk sample. They said, we really want that other mill. I said, the only way that's going to happen is you're going to have to negotiate a deal in China. Fast forward to October 2019, uh, an individual bought the mill uh, from the group in China. And this individual is an arm's length uh, to our largest shareholders, but very well known to them, right? So they bought it for the sole purpose of, of processing Bradshaw. So, you know, I had a, like an 18, 20 month delay. And now we're back at the mill where we should have been originally. That being said, um, that mill is now just finalizing the permits. So we expect to be processing our bulk sample uh, beginning of uh, Q, Q3. Okay. And then from there, head in into pre-production and then production. So, so it sounds like a succession of misfortune to, 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 to me. Yeah, things happen. Or, or, excu or excuses, you know, that, you know, it sounds like yeah. excuses, but you, are you telling me that's just mining, that kind of thing happens? Or could you have planned it better? Was there anything there that you could have done or should have done? I mean, you can always sit back and say should'ves, could'ves, would'ves, right? Um, the one thing which you have to understand is the, the gold we're processing is in our Arsino Pirate refractory gold. Uh, it is the Bradshaw deposit is 100% refractory. And, re, and for, for the listeners out there, refractory gold is the same type of gold that Barrick and Newmont process in Nevada. And uh, Newmont today, which is the old Gold Corp Red Lake up, up at Red Lake, uh, part of that deposit is a, a refractory gold. So, so we needed a flotation mill. And, and unfortunately, the, most of the gold mills in the Timmins camp, well, most of them, all of them don't have flotation uh, because they have free milling gold. So, so, so we identified the redstone mill, which was the right thing to do and it was the right way to go. We had, you know, just to back up a bit, we were talking to Kid Creek Mine, which is a base metal mine. They had a full line that they used for one of their operations that they shut down, which is owned by Glencore today. We looked at that early days, even before we got a PEA done, we were looking at that, again, because I have relationships up in the Timmins area. Um, they, they liked the thesis. The problem is once we started looking at our mining in the tons, the mill was just too large for what we needed to do. And so the better mill was the redstone mill. So there, you know, unless you were gonna go back and just be an exploration and drill, 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 and never really take it into production, then you could say, well, that wasn't a good tactic. But at the time, it made sense. And again, because, you know, we lost the mill in mid-2018, it kind of set us back, you know, the, the 18 months or whatever. Because at that time, the market cap started to move and we were hitting like $60, $70 million market cap. Again, technically, nothing's changed. The gold is still there. As a matter of fact, you could argue it's probably good we didn't find it because the price of gold's gone up through the roof. And when we did the PFS, uh, we did a 1200 us gold and our irr was about 27 percent and if you take the same uh, you know it was 1200 us 80 80 80 cent exchange rate uh today you're you're you know you're more than 100 percent irr right on the same project right so again you can sit back and second guess yourself all day i i tend not to do that i try to figure out what my mistakes have been and, and go ahead you can only move forward you can't change what happened yesterday i do want to get all the the stuff out of the way, which the kind of red flags out of the way. So, the you, the, you back in August, there was a massive dip, and it kind of recovered for, fairly quickly, not up to the same heights. Uh, the PGB Timmins def, the default situation. What, what was happening? I guess that's all connected. But tell me about that. So, so yeah, so um, 
the the PGB, the, the way they run their fund is uh, it was a prepaid gold loan. They would loan us up to 17.6 million US. And then they gave us a 27 month uh, holiday until we reach production. Then we start paying back in gold over a five year period and then they're out. But because of the delay and the because of the issues around the mill, uh, they didn't fund us anything after the six million. So we continue to raise money in the marketplace. And and then uh, in 2019, the Chinese investors invested two million in March and then put another eight million in, in July. And then in August, Pandian called the loan, right? So, so then we ended up uh, negotiating a settlement. Uh, another individual out of China, along with Go West, put up the nine million US to take out Pandian. Pandian wanted out. Um, and so, uh, you know, we ended up taking them out. And the, the group that has the seven million dollars today is a friendly. Uh, there's terms that uh, that we can buy them out, and uh, we have a year, you know, a year period to buy them out at a at a slight premium to what they invested, um, and and they've given us uh, some breathing room before we have to start paying back if we don't pay back that loan. What's that process cost you with the, with the whole PGB, the, the the mill falling through, you know, the cost of the company apart from time, which is obviously significant because it's hit your share price, well, but what's the actual time, dollar cost? I mean, so. So the, um, just on the care and maintenance, you're looking at about 400,000 Canadian dollars a month, right? Because again, if it's an ex just pure expiration, you can stop, turn the drill, send everybody home. When, you have a, when you're underground, you've got two kilometers of development, you, gotta let, you don't want to let the, fl mud fl uh, the mine flood, because if you do that, then that goes into closure plans, right? So, so, so that's hence the reason for that cost. And then, so, you know, if, if you tally that up and then I mean, the time of money, like not doing anything for for eighteen months, there's a cost to that too. I, I don't know off the top exactly what that what that would be. Right, but you're 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 keen to get get moving, and and we will get moving with this conversation into the positive areas of what you're going to do. But like yeah, say, yeah, no, no, that's fine. I, 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 you know, the re, uh, the listener has to understand the background because they look at it and say, like, what what have these guys been doing, right? And and anybody that you know, people that have been around for a while, and people that haven't have listened to the story like in detail realize that things happen not really out of anybody's fault it just it, it happened but the one thing is we never gave up right and you know I'm always asking are we doing the right thing and I and I and I fortunately I know a lot of really smart people that are a lot smarter than me and I keep going back to them and saying what have I done wrong tell me where I'm wrong and they said you really haven't done anything wrong right you got to just keep nose down and you got to I think that's right, yeah. and, and I and I admire you for answering the questions. And I think and I, and I want to I want to get rid of them because I want to be able to have you answer them properly, so we can park them up. But you know, you, you, it's always yeah, great sure. to keep going when you're you know you're eating into the GNA, you're paying yourself a salary. You know, shareholders are getting nothing out of this, mm -hmm. so you know, shareholders will look at it from that mm -hmm. perspective and go, sure, as long as you keep getting yeah. paid, of course you're going to get on with it. But what I want to get to is that is the to for you to be able to demonstrate and show them that you're doing the right things for them for share price appreciation you know and all of that all those lovely phrases that CEOs love to throw around so um, you used a phrase so let me come back let me just deal with this so you talked about having a friendly someone who was known to you who picked took out Pandian and you know for a lot of money um, how, what does that mean? You've got a friendly, because I don't understand what that means. So, so the, when I say it's friendly, it's, it's, it's an individual that's known to our largest shareholders, like their arm's length, but they know the largest shareholders. Again, our largest shareholders, uh, you know, 
two of the individuals are mining people. They, they see it as a diamond in the rough. And, and again, they want to see this thing go through. They don't want to end up in the same situation as Pandian where, yeah, we're with you, we're with you. And then they put in the $8 million, then they turn around and say, okay, we want it all, right? And, and uh, we don't care about the shareholders. Uh, they care about the shareholders. They care about themselves and the other shareholders that have been around for a long time. Who are these two guys? Uh, it's, a, it's a private uh, individual out of, out of uh, China. So two private individuals out of China or one? Uh, there's one one individual, and then one of our board Chinese board members put up uh, some some of the money as well. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. But they, you, I noticed you've done a raise recently, which 1.6 million. So it's, it's a loan. It's quite an expensive yeah, so loan. Yeah. So the one point. So ten, you know, percent yeah. on a one year term. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about why yeah. you did why you did that and why you didn't go to one of these friendlies? Well, th this 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 is one of the friendlies as well. The the group that's putting up the 1.6 million also own the mill they own the mill so because again we're living in this great time of coronavirus like even in china they're having issues getting money out of china and they're, you know so they wanted to buy some time so they got the 1.6 million i'm also out trying to raise uh new new funding as well to possibly take out the current lenders and see us through to to production um this is what i'm Right but and again, it's just, I'm just dealing with you. Know, why? Why would you do it that way? Why spend money taking out someone else? Why not raise money to actually do something? Wouldn't that be a better use of money? Wouldn't that? Wouldn't that create some kind of growth? Well, I, I agree. I think we're we're doing we're we're looking at all options, right? So I mean, if you can find cheaper money to take out the ten, so be it. Um, then we'll do that. If if it's too expensive, then we don't do it. So. I, you know, we're not just like, I'm just focused on one. We're looking at a number of different options and talking to a number of different groups. W what I was impressed by, uh, we kicked off right after PDAC in early March. We said we're going to kick off this financing. And then the corona, whole corona thing happened. I thought, well, we're, no one's going to call. No one's going to want to listen. Pleasantly surprised. I've had a number of conference calls, uh, you know, and there's people that are looking at our information right now. And there's interest, which which you know, I, I can see it in one hand because the price of gold is moving and seems to be the, the flavor. Um, but on the other hand, I thought everybody would be just, you know, hunkering down and not talking to anybody, especially someone in our situation where this, you know, it's the story's a little bit complicated. But but again, I go back to technically nothing has changed. The gold is still there. Uh, you know, we actually have a we got a full mine that's been built, right? Not you know, not just you know some little hole in the ground. It, it's it's. it's I, I agree with you. I, I think I think the asset side of this story is really interesting. You've got something good there, and if you can, yep. if you can get into production next year, and at the sorts of numbers that you're talking about, and gold stays yep. somewhere in the in the region it is now, that that would be very very good for you. But how do you declutter? How do you tidy up? The corporate structure side of things. You're in terms of the the shareholders, the the various monies out. I mean, you've spent a lot of money to date, and you're going to have to, you know, help mm -hmm. explain how you're going to be able to kind of recoup that value, as it were, and you know when that's coming. So, what are you doing about sort of the tidying up of the corporate component? Well, I, I think you know back to first of all, I think because you know. Some of these stories, like the Go West story, it's been around for a while now, so people kind of get tired of it, right? Because things happen for whatever reason, good or bad, management's fault, not fault, who knows, right? But at the end of the day, 
my belief is if we can get one ounce of gold through that mill, our whole life is going to change, right? And so over the next number of months, there's going to be some news releases coming out. For example, we're very close on getting our production permits. You know, we've got very good relationship with the First Nations. The government of Ontario is still working. They're all working from home, but they're pushing because mining is, is an essential business, deemed essential in Ontario, and they're pushing to get permits. They're pushing to get things done. The mill is working very diligently on getting whatever requirements they need to process our ore. So as soon as we get some through there in August, even if it's one ounce and we know it's going to work, then it's going to just, it's everything's going to turn, right? So right now we're stuck in this bit of a rut. doesn't matter how much I say or what I say, people want to see some gold go through that mill, right? So the shareholders that have been here the longest, you know, including yours truly, uh, you know, believe that that's what's going to happen. Right. And, and um, um, you know, and then I think at the same time, you know, we're out, as I mentioned a bit earlier, talking to a number of different groups, looking at different structures. Uh, can we take out the, the you know, the, the current loan at a better rate? Uh, you know, there's a groups looking at some equity, but again, our share price is getting hammered. You don't want to dilute all the current shareholders. So you're trying to find the balance. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's been complicated. It's not been easy. Yeah, no, I get it. It's it's tough. It's been a, it's been a long haul as well. Um, you, you touched upon something there. Um, you talked about yours truly. I mean, how many shares are you sitting on? I've uh, I've been diluted down, but I'm probably at about a percent, one percent. Right. Okay. Are you buying the market at the moment? Uh, not right now. I'm not buying. No. Okay. No. Okay. Are any of the management team buying at the moment? Uh, the chairman has been buying. Uh, he's the second largest shareholder, and he's been around for about ten years as well. And uh, I think Fraser owns approximately about eight uh, percent of the of the uh, float. Right, and what and what are you going to do? What, what can you say to shareholders? I say some long suffering, and I guess more importantly for the future of the business, some new shareholders coming into this thing because you know market cap is wherever it's like 13 14 million bucks yeah, 13 million. yeah. yeah. um you know you've, dro- you've dropped off since you know y- you know you were probably double that la- last august before before the um, yeah. the default um and it is a fundamentally good asset right so what, what are you what are you saying to people yeah. about how you're managing the the the, the, the company and for instance are, have you guys taken a pay cut are you saying look whilst times are tight we're 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 going to rein things in our gna is as tight as it can be given that it's a you know you know developer um what sorts of commitments are you making to the shareholders given the current scenario well, in the market well i mean um you know we're uh, you know we're 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 stepping back i mean when 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 you look at the 12 years that i've been here there's you know the first couple years never got paid never got any options too right so i mean it's been ongoing suffering through the whole thing. I mean, you ask why haven't I bought more stock? It's because I spent a lot of money when it was 40 cents a share and 50 cents a share, right? So mm-hmm. I was in there buying at the high prices. So I got hammered pretty hard, but I didn't give up because I still believe once we turn the corner here and we're close now, we're closer now than we've ever been, right? Like 18 months ago, it felt like, like how am I gonna get out of this thing? And then October when the mill was bought by Friendlies, and they want us in there. As a matter of fact, they said, you know, if Go West wants to buy the mill, you can buy the mill. We're just not in a position to do that today. What I want to do is one step at a time, get some more through that mill so then that we can demonstrate that, you know, this is all going to work. All the test work we've done, all the studies we've done, and then take it to the next level. So give, give us some sense of that. Okay, let's move on to the, 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 the good stuff. So I, I get it's a, it's a kind of complex history to this. 
and a lot of, lot of things yeah. have happened. Yeah, but I think you are going to have to work on talking to the market and say, this is what we're going to do to kind of tidy up the, the housekeeping on that. And I guess when money comes in, it's a bit easier to have that conversation. But um, so let's let's move on to the positive side of things. So your 2015 PFS, what what were the economics around that? I know you did it at 1200, but at today's gold prices, give me give us a sense of what you think you can do. So I, I so the the all in sustaining costs uh, back in 2015 was about uh, 900 dollars US there thereabouts. Uh, I think it, I don't think, it should be a bit higher now. I think given that you're going to be mining more because our cutoff grade will probably change. Like we've done a lot of work internally. We just haven't gone out publicly with it. And, and the reason for that is is because you have to go through it and, and do another 43101, which is time and money. Um, but again, you have to remember that, you know, when the lenders out of New York put the first, you know, when they signed up to put money into Go S, there were still trees there. There was no hole in the ground. You know, they brought in uh, an engineering group out of the U.S. to do the to vet the project, and they saw it as a great opportunity, right? So again, losing the mill really impacted everything we were doing, right? And and you couldn't change that. So, so, you know, if if you look at the end, you know, the NPV on, at, at the PFS was a was about twenty seven percent at twelve hundred U.S. gold at an eighty seven exchange rate. Well, today at you know at two thousand dollar Canadian gold, you're you're at least a hundred percent IRR, if not more, given on the on the on the using the same uh, all-in sustaining costs, right? Okay. Um, so you know there's you know I I mean if you think about it, you know we've de-risked the project like we're underground. We see it now. It's not just you're on surface drilling holes. What do you think it's going to look like? We're actually underground looking at it, smelling it, feeling it, uh, which we couldn't do two years ago, right? So it's a completely different, the de-risk is a lot more than it, than it was, right? No, I get it. And, I, and, it's, and it's a you know, reasonable grade as well, sort of around the what, five, yeah. six grams a ton sort of level. Well, uh, and, and, and sorry if I can add, Matthew, what, what makes it even more interesting is we're using ore sorting at the site. We bought an ore sorter, it's installed, and that takes the grade from about you know, four and a half, five grams up to eight to 10 grams. And again, we've done, we've done uh, full production runs on production units, uh, both by the two main manufacturers and got similar results on both units. And, and at the end of the day, you know, we're going to be, you know, when we're mining at full production rates at about a thousand tons per day, you're only going to be processing five to 600 tons. Again, if the price of gold goes to a certain, you know, level, probably process everything anyway and forget the ore sorter. But again, we've got that flexibility, right? So t- tell me about that, what else you know from the PFS in terms of the, the size. You know, you've, you've got a, a resource on this thing, but what do yeah, you so, know so, in terms of the ability to get some scale to this? Because it's not, you know, the resource isn't big, which is not a problem because you're going to get going yeah, and then yeah. fund the growth. But tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so so the resource right now, uh, it's, it's a 900 meter strike length. Uh, down to 800 meters of depth. Uh, that's the whole resource. The uh, the reserves are at about 450 meters. So you've got uh, 277,000 ounces of uh, of reserves. And then also, uh, Stantec gave us credit for the mixed development ore. So the mixed so the cutoff grade was three grams. The mixed development ore that's at surface was about 30,000 tons of it. 
it grades about two and a half grams. But once you put that through the sorter, it'll get up to four to five grams. So then all it has an economic, uh, it's economically meets of a target. So the reserves 277, like if you look at the PFS, but the total ounces will be 305,000 ounces because they give us credit for another 25,000 ounces, right? Um, you know, working through the, you know, where we are now, um, we've also drilled holes 1,200 meters and still found gold, but we didn't want to keep drilling. We really wanted to get underground and start drilling. And we did, if you look back at some of our news releases, we did drill some, we did some drilling underground and we found some pretty good grades. We think we have another zone to the north. And also the internal plan is the, the PFS was based on one ramp going into the like middle of the deposit. Now we, we've got plans to got the main, main ramp and then there's another ramp off to the west and we'll start mining the west side at the same time. So we'll have a number of uh, headings open up and then we'll be able to get the, the tonnage uh, up, up the tonnage. And this has all the footprints of typical gold mines in Timmins. I mean, they go deeper, you know, they go wider and, and they go for a while. Right? So it's, it's just the, it's just the fundamental start. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I've, I've read, all, read all of those. I'm just stunned that you're at 13 million bucks. I, I literally don't get it. You've quite advanced. It's small, it's small, but I understand the, the model that you're employing. Others have done it. It makes sense. What do you think the market's not getting? Or what are they worried about? Well, I think, I, you know, I think, first of all, it's been time. Like, you know, how long it's taken us to get to where we're at. So there's that question mark. I think some are they people just bored? Are they bored of the story? Is that what's happening? Uh, uh, possibly bored of the story. Um, I think it uh, could be. Um, you know, our, uh, you know, and, and nothing against them. They've been they've been good shareholders, but we, ha you know, the Chinese control forty two percent of Go West. Some people don't like that. I, I frankly, when we're running around looking for money, nobody wanted to step up. They stepped up, and you know, and they've been good. I mean, they haven't uh, they haven't caused us any grief, and 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 we work very closely with them, and they've been very supportive. Uh, that could be a reason. I, I'm just giving you reasons, my opinion, right? Uh, the third one is refractory gold. It's it's an arsenopyrite. It takes one extra step to process. Um, you know, people think, well, that might be complicated. It might not work, right? And, and all the test work we've done, and we've done oodles of it, um, it works, right? And, and and just to touch on that for a minute, in the Timmins, in the Timmins Gold Camp in northwestern Quebec, there's at least, you know, various people have said there's at least 200 to 300,000 ounces of gold to be processed per year for the next 20 years in the camp. Uh, Newmont, Gold Corp and Timmins, they've got about two or three million ounces of refractory. They just haven't touched it because they're all dealing with their free milling gold. But what I can tell you is that's starting to deplete and they're starting to turn their attention to the refractory gold. So at some point, it's going to be the new, the new it, right? It's going to be the refractory gold. So we're kind of leading the, you know, and again, we're go west, you know, a little company, like, what do these guys know, right? But, you know, we've, like I said, I've surrounded myself with some pretty smart people that have been involved in refractory gold, and they think, you know, we're headed in the right direction. Okay, so... Save all the little problems we've had. <laughs> yeah, well, like, you know, you, you've been quite candid about that. I, you know, I, I can't, I always like when people are just honest about the situation, you know, and sometimes you, you're doing what you can do, all the right things, but it doesn't necessarily... Uh, work out, you know, and, and, and I hear you on that one. But um, what are you going to say to people now? You, you've told me what you think they may be concerned about. What would you point them to? What's the one thing that you'd point them to? We say, look, we're on this. We know, we acknowledge what's gone on in the past. We acknowledge what you think. Here's what we're going to do about it. What, what, 
what are you going to point them at? Well, you know, one of, one of the things I'm going to do now is what I'm doing with you, right, is get out and talk more about the story. Like, I, you know, it was difficult over 18 months ago and say, well, we don't have a mill and we might have a mill and people just don't want to hear you, right, frankly. And it's and to my, my view is you can spend a lot of money and really what's it getting you at the end of the day. I think now, you know, I think call it the bottom. We're at the bottom right now. And I think there's nowhere but up. And And given that the mill is now really part of, you know, Go West doesn't own it, but it, you know, it's with with a, a friendly uh, that wants to see us in the mill. Um, I, I think you know we're close, right? And I think by me doing this with you, and I'm going to do this with others, and I'm going to start getting on and talking about the positives now, as opposed to just regurgitating the negatives. And it may happen; it may happen. This is going to happen. Like when I've got the government pushing me to get the permits done, like that means you know they want us in there, right? And you know, I've got the Mayor Timmins, I've got the, you know, the ministers, like they're all pushing to see this happen because that mill hasn't really, you know, the mill, the mill toll milled, uh, you know, some material for Osisco uh, a couple of months ago on one of their projects. So the mill has run a little bit here and there, but it hasn't run full tilt for extended periods of time. Well, the city wants to see that running too, right? Creates jobs and opportunities. Same thing at the mine, get the mine up and running, creates jobs and opportunities. So again, relationships with the communities with with the ministerials i we're, we're on it now right i mean it's i feel a lot better today than i did even three or four months ago right so um great in the in the middle of a COVID epidemic excellent um but we can i just say the the, the two things i'd be looking for from you would be yeah. some kind of joint statement from the friendly earning the mill yeah, yeah. right and the second thing is to understand your ability to raise an appropriate amount of money to get this thing through to production rather than piecemeal, you know, one million here, two million here type fundraisers and yeah. for it to go in the ground. Yeah. If you can if you can tell me and the market that I think they understand you've got a good asset and potential for scale, um, but you need to be able to do that. Are you, do you think you're going to be able to say that? I, you know, I, I, I First of all, I believe it's going to happen. You know, first of all, uh, our largest shareholders have asked, can you go out and try and raise 25 million US? Okay, so I'm out right now humping around trying to do that. When you look at the loan, Pandian, you know, PG, PGB called the loan thinking that we're coming in, it's ours to have, right? But the Chinese came back and they stood behind that, right? So they're not, you know, when you, when you stop and think about it, there's an individual who bought the mill. They put up $10 million last year, plus they put up the debt. They put up a lot of money, right? So they're not going away anytime soon. So I think they're trying to organize to see what they can do over, again, because things have been complicated everywhere, right? And, and you know, I think either I'm going to find a way here or they're going to come in and, and, and do something. You, even if I find a little bit over here, I think they'll come in and put, you know, match it or put the balance in, whether it's equity or debt or whatever it may be. So my belief it's going to happen they haven't spent all this time and effort and energy over the last six years just to watch it all sink down the down the, down the toilet right so that, that's my personal view greg i hope you're right thank you very much for telling us your story uh i, I love the honesty to it um it seems if we get all park all that stuff aside it seems quite a simple uh plan you got to get that money 
and um, yeah. you've got to start talking to the market. So uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Pick up the phone if you've got something to say, because uh, we'd love to talk to you. Appreciate that, Matthew. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.